Hey, Danger Dangers here with a quick announcement. The nomination window for the 2024 Crit Awards closes on May 31st, and it would mean the world to us to have your help getting on the ballot. A link to the nomination form, as well as a document with some of our suggested responses, is in the episode description. But that being said, please feel free to vote for whichever shows you are most passionate about. Thank you for listening, and now, back to the show. Dean Dark is an absurd, over-the-top comedy horror adventure that is intended for older audiences. Content warnings can be found in the episode descriptions. Hello and welcome to Dean Dark, a comedy horror adventure real play podcast loosely based on Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition and starring some of history's most infamous monsters. I'm Danger Dangers, and I'm your host slash Crypt Keeper. Hello, I am Grayson. I play Jack Griffin, the Invisible Man, the group's uh, mastermind. As a side conversation that Ben and I had, I'm the uh, party's stabby stabby guy, but now I think about it first. Stabby stabby steal, but you think about it. Exactly. <laughs> Last time we were in this museum, Jack got cursed and was kind of like you know what we need to focus on the mission and then all chaos ensued because we got distracted by a few things that were going on we also had some cultists that were there and we were all thinking we were going to be fighting someone that emotep knew but we didn't know how in depth the lore and the history actually went my name is jordan i play as larry talbot a lycanthropic warlock after dealing with all my crap and bull, we decided we're going to help Emotep deal with all his crap and emotional trauma. So we headed over to the museum. I went shopping in the gift shop and bought some items. I was able to give Invisible Man a nice little sleep mask. I was able to give Mary Frankenstein a cool t-shirt. Hell yeah. Then immediately he was able to live the dream of the t-shirt. Yep. And then Emotep, either before or after T-shirt, gave us a very intense, like, yeah, we're going to go into this room. We're going to face the Pharaoh. You guys can beat the crap out of him, but I'm going to do the finishing blow. And then we opened the door and it was uh, not the Pharaoh. And now I don't know what the game plan is. So, <laughs> Hello, I am Ben Magnet, a.k.a. Mary, the Frankenstein monster. And just like Jordan said, Larry gave Mary an awesome T-shirt with a T-Rex saying bigger is better. And then almost immediately, straight up immediately, I got to ride a mother effing T-Rex. And it was so cool. It not only did it make Mary very happy, it also made <laughs> Ben very, very happy. <laughs> yeah. But a little while before that, while we go into the museum and the chaos that is our version of Night in Museum, after Imhotep just waited outside for about an hour, he walks in and helps Mary get rid of his sword, the cursed sword of vengeance, which Mary then chucked into a mimic, which gobbled it up. So if anyone wants to grab that sword, well, they're going to have to go through a mimic first to get it. You know, I think I'm good. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I can't handle a long sword. <laughs> or mimic or curse. Uh, for the audience at home with the theater of the mind, as this intro camera pans over, you see the phantom embroiled in union paperwork with the uh, stagehands <laughs> who play the invisible surgeons <laughs> trying to fix the situation after yeah. last time. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Hello, I am Aaron. I play the Phantom of the Opera, our bard. Just last time, I got my hands on a magic conch shell that I'm very excited to find the chance to figure it out. 
and what it does and how it does, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> really, I had a good time walking around a museum, touching things. I peer pressured Larry into committing some crimes. Yeah, that you was did. fun. We were the bad kids. <laughs> it was great. I turned into a gas for a while. That was honestly less interesting than I thought it would be. If I could be a magical gas, that would be killer. And then, yeah, we're heading into a pretty emotionally important conflict. Hi, my name is Daniel Cruz and I play Imhotep the Mummy, our cleric, and I want to cry. That's it. That's my recap. I want to cry. You know, fair enough. Mm hmm. Sorry, is that Pharaoh enough? Oh, oh no. No. no! Not like this! We traded out okay, for this, oh no. <laughs> I actually have a scheduling conflict today now. But the good news is that she's on Dan's team, so... Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> I mean, I don't know that that's good news. <laughs> oh no! Hello, I'm Kendra, also known as Anksu Namun. She is the long-dead wife of Imhotep, brought back to life with the power of the scroll of Osiris. She doesn't understand why she's alive again, but she knows she must protect the scroll with any means necessary. However, she still remembers her love for Imhotep as if she just saw him yesterday. And she's very conflicted and very confused and very much hurt from uh, a promise that he did not keep. How you doing, baby? <laughs> Might I just say, you're looking mighty fine right now. I'm looking like beef jerky. You do not need to sugarcoat it. Ew, sugarcoated beef jerky. I mean, look at me. Uh, we're basically the same. Well, Kendra, while you're here, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, I mean, I, j I just have my Instagram. I do a little bit of modeling, a little bit of acting, a little bit of dancing. I'm kind of like all over there. But yeah, I just I have my Instagram, which is Kendra Taylor official. All one word. Awesome. And also, can I do a shameless plug of this show? Because I really like it and I've been listening since it began and um, I'm really excited to be here. We will Yay. always accept some light <laughs> ego fluffing. <laughs> fluff, 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 fluff. <laughs> and with that, let's get back to some traumatic emotional damage. Oh, man. Okay. I'm shaking. So, where we left off, we were in the basement of the museum in the Egyptology exhibit. The vampire spawn cultist Natasha has been found dead in front of the sarcophagus, and Ankh Sunamun has just revealed her presence. So, things are a little tense. Let's go ahead and do some of our talk about feelings time and hash some of this out. Before we do that, uh, Jordan, what are your cards? Just don't want to forget that. Thank you. Uh, I always forget. Oh my cards. The cards of the day I pulled are, very fittingly, the Tower and the Magician. Ooh. <laughs> that feels like a draw for this session, but let's see what these two get me. If I pick the Tower... I get a resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage, and I gain plus two to my AC. Potentially good, but I don't know if Onksunamun is a punchy lady. Then I have the Magician, which would give me... I'm proficient in Arcana, proficiency bonuses doubled, choose a wizard cantrip, you know it. I think this is going to be a magic-heavy battle, so I think I'm going Magician. All right, and I'll, I'll just take your word for it. Whatever cantrip you pick, if you tell me it's a wizard cantrip, I'll believe you. Yeah, I've got a few on hand right now that I could possibly use, but as soon as I pick one, that's what I'll stick to. So now that that's out of the way, I'll just clarify really quickly before we begin how this is going to work. 
When it comes to blows, if it comes to blows, Kendra has the page of the monster manual on mummy lords and has the full extent of the abilities of that monster type. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that means. She will dictate to me what she wants to do on her turns and I'll essentially just step back and referee. I'll handle the saves and effects and all the number side of things while she does the decisions and gameplay side of things. Okay, so Imhotep watches Moon rise up out of her coffin and just standing there flabbergasted. He's had his copes drawn and he drops it to the floor before he himself drops to his knees and is just staring in stunned silence. Really, Imhotep, is that necessary to greet your wife this way? You were not the one I was expecting to find. He kind of takes his hand and, like, shoves the kopesh away. Emotep, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's what's going on? Um, um group, this is Anksuna Moon, my wife. Oh. Anksuna Moon, this is the band of mortals and... Sort of mortals that I have been working with recently. Phantom's going to go ahead and grab Jack by the front of his coat and pull him in. Jack, get naked. Go for the scroll. (laughs) We'll figure everything out later. Grab it and run. Don't let anything stop you. Don't let anyone get in your way. Leave. If you're sure. Um... Can I hear that? Or is this is this a sidebar? <laughs> it's a whisper. Roll perception. Okay. Oh, shit. Can I roll perception? I also roll perception. All right. Everyone roll perception. Yay. All right. Oh, or don't. Yay. I don't know what I'm rolling perception for. Not you. I think oh. you hear it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> so that's going to be a 23. No. Oh. I'm the 22. <laughs> the mummies are on it. Oh, 13. <laughs> it was a whisper. It was a stage whisper. <laughs> Anksuna Moon absolutely hears that. So I'm going to throw a, th- a thaumaturgy <gasps> and with a booming voice in the echoey halls of this museum, I am going to yell. You will not touch the scroll. Imhotep turns around and throws a thaumaturgy with his booming voice echoing in the chamber. You will not touch the scroll. <laughs> I guess we're not touching the scroll. <laughs> Phantom, I think the jig is up. I will shoot you a look that implies I have not budged on the plan. <laughs> is that a look to Jack or to us? Obviously to Jack. Not you, <laughs> Dusty, <laughs> traitor. <laughs> Hearing that, Anka's immediately, like, she's bristled. She's, you know, greeted by her husband, which... She feels she's just saw recently. She doesn't really have a concept of time. And she's going to look at Emotep and say, these are your friends. Um, I've, I've never seen these people. What is going on here? What do you remember, per se? Uh, I think with that, she's going to pause a bit and, you know, really think hard. While you're doing that, Anksunamun and Imhotep, you both hear the voices of your gods emanating from the scroll. Imhotep, you once again hear that the power of the gods will be yours if you destroy the heart of the mummy lord. And Anksunamun, you hear that the power of Osiris must be defended at all costs. I know Jack doesn't hear any of that, but mostly because of what he was told earlier and the look that Phantom gave him. 
he's going to kind of walk off to the side and go behind a pillar and stealth. Okay, so you go undetectable. I did not say that. Oh. Okay, so you do not go undetectable. <laughs> I'm going to be stealthing along the side in the shadows. All right, roll stealth. While that's happening, um, Ankh Sunamun is going to answer Emotep with a very stern look as she remembers the night that happened. I remember laying on a slab with my dying breath, watching you be taken away by king's guards. You didn't keep your promise, Imhotep. I... I must be dead. And she looks at herself and she like really takes it all in that uh, she's not this, you know, once beautiful woman. She sees the wrappings and she sees the skin and the jerkification, if you will. <laughs> the jerkification. <laughs> and it dawns on her that it's probably been some time since their last meeting. You have only... Recently awakened, I assume, then. Within the last couple hours, I believe. My darling, it has been 4,000 years since we last saw each other, since I was dragged away in the middle of our ceremony. Ah. Uh -uh. Which would explain, he kind of looks at his own hand, kind of points at her hand. The, um, I believe the term that the children these days use is the gross that is happening with us. We call it the ick. <laughs> Whatever you call it, it is that. And Grayson, what did you roll on your stealth? I rolled a 24 on stealth. Okay, so with a 24, you are able to make it about halfway across the room. You are still hidden by the pillars. Okay. And then I'm going to keep stealthing. Larry seeing all this happen and this, this kind of sadness and intensity between these two is going to think about his past and like lost loved ones and I think right now his headspace is try and make it so Imhotep doesn't have to hurt one of his loved ones and so he's just gonna call out Imhotep whatever you need us to do we'll do I I know this is between you two mainly but I I the the reason why we're here is to support you so what you need us to do we'll do Imhotep kind of like looks a little bit over his shoulder. See, that one and the really big one, they're the good ones. <laughs> I see. As you say, that one and the really big one, Sparkles, the giant scarab beetle who's been sitting by the doorway, hears that and gives a delighted little purr. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, that is Sparkles. He is my new friend. He joined us on his way in. Oh, Sparkles, you are precious. <laughs> no, no, no. Precious is, uh, precious is another dog that I had. Unfortunately, I don't have him with me right now. Oh, oh. oh? Imhotep has lots of pets. I'm surprised that my animal handling stat is as low as it is. <laughs> I truly don't remember you being so good with animals. I don't remember being so good with animals either. We had we had a cat and it scratched me a lot and it was not very nice. <laughs> well, to be fair, you never fed it. I mean, I was a busy priest. <laughs> Invisible man, roll stealth again. I was going to say, at first I was like, oh, I'm one of the big ones. But then I look over, he was talking about sparkles. I go... But we to be fair, I was talking about you. Yeah, okay, yeah. good. Never mind. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mean you, but Sparkles also is also the, the really big one. So I I rescind what I was going to say. <laughs> well, animal companions aside, you say this one, and she points at Larry, and this one, and she points at Frankenstein's monster. You say they are kind, but what about the others? I see one is missing. Interesting people don't have to be kind. Hey man. <laughs> Invisible Man, what was your stealth? 21. 
With a 21, you're able to advance another quarter of the way through the room. The scroll is now 60 feet away from you. Okay. So with what Aung Sunimun just said, making note of everyone, she notices that one of the people that walked in is not there in the grouping. Imhotep looks over his shoulder. Where is he? Jack's a coward. You know how he is. Probably ducked out at the first uh, sign of a mummy. Anksunamun, roll either perception or insight. Okay. Ooh, that's a 13. With a 13, you do not have a bead on the invisible man. Jack, you're able to advance another 15 feet, so you are now 45 feet away from the scroll. Well, it's so good to see you. I'm still confused by this because from my point of view, I've only seen you a night before. But I am assuming that you are here, and due to the conversation that we were privy to moments ago, you've come for the scroll. It is the reason I was brought back. I was buried with the scrolls, and they were stolen from me. I see. So the only way for you to have the scroll... Is your destruction. So you'll go quiet-like, right? (laughs) Absolutely not. I'm sorry, my love, but I cannot let you have the scroll. I cannot just give it to you. I I speak up at the back, go, why not? (laughs) Do do you truly need to know that one? She cocks her head. Yes, really. It's a fair question. Um, Why? Yeah. Why can't we have the scroll and, and, and not mess with either of you? Why does there need to be destruction of, of one or the other? What's the like underlying deal with these scrolls? I, I feel like we don't have all the information here. And I definitely do not have all the information. I just know that under any circumstance, I must protect this scroll with my life. Or unlife as it is. Well, good news. You've been protecting the scroll just for us to get here and bring our good friend Dusty back. So, fork it over. You, sir, can keep silent. I don't trust a word that comes out of your mouth. I really wish he could do that. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of hard. He just constantly goes on on things sometimes. Monster. You kind of do, bud. I mean, it's endearing and all, but you sometimes do. Invisible man, roll stealth again. I don't have good perception, but can I try and look for Jack? Sure. Roll perception. And with this, I want to basically step over the dead body and get within 10 feet of Imhotep and look him in the eye and say, from what I hear, you've been on quite the journey, but I'm sorry, you can't go any further if you want the scroll. Invisible Man, what was that stealth? I got a 21 again on stealth. I only got an 18. Wolfman, you don't see him. Invisible Man, with a 21, you make it another 20 feet. And as you start to get closer to the scroll, the ground beneath you begins to lightly tremble, and the runes on the scroll begin to glow. Imhotep and Anksunamun roll Arcana. Oh boy, okay. My Arcana check was a 12. 18. With a 12, Imhotep, you can start to sense the agitation of the scroll, and you know that something's off. Anksunamun, with your 18, you once again hear the voice of Osiris ring out to you more urgently saying the power of Osiris must be defended. Okay, with that, I whip around to look at the scroll and 
try to see if anyone's potentially trying to harm it. Invisible man, roll dexterity. Onsunamu, okay. roll wisdom. Okay. Oh my god, that is a nat 20. <laughs> That's a 12. <laughs> With a nat 20, you can close the gap and get within 15 feet of the scroll. You are still hidden by the pillars. She is looking directly at the scroll, but you have not been spotted yet. Oh my the god. The ground begins to tremble a bit more intensely. Okay. I'm I'm running to it. <laughs> All right, so Anksu Namun is going to approach the scroll. Invisible Man, if you want to make a mad dash for it, roll sleight of hand. Already? Yeah, I'm doing that. Okay. Phantom, Mary, and Larry have all moved right behind Emotep. We're here for you, Dusty. <laughs> uh, that's an 18. Anksu Namun, roll wisdom opposed. That is a 22. With a 22, you see the light catch on a translucent hand that is reaching out and grabbing a hold of the scroll. You follow that hand back to see the edges of the invisible man's jacket sleeve, as well as the rest of his still-clothed body hiding pressed up against a nearby pillar. Oh. And the room erupts into a violent earthquake, and cracks begin to form on the ceiling. Oh, shit. I'm going to cast Hold Person on Jack. All right. You heard him, Jack. Wisdom saving throw. I also have hold person, so that was going to be my next move. (laughs) What I'll say for that, if you want to also go for that, Kendra, then Jack, make two wisdom saves. You're getting held personed twice. All righty, let's do this. Ah. (laughs) So the first one was, I think, uh, 14. That fails. (gasps) Oh, okay. I'm already held then. You would have failed with me, too. All right. So Jack's being held. <laughs> Importantly by Imhotep, though. Yes. You all run up and you're like, we're here to help you, Imhotep. And you see him grab his vial of water and point. Jack, your arm seizes up as you're reaching for the scroll. <laughs> he thaumaturgies his own voice again. You will not touch this scroll. Can Jack talk at all? Yeah, you can still talk. Okay. Can I, at the same time, you will not touch the scroll. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Emotep, when we got here, you told us we needed this. You didn't give me any indication what was going on. This is still my goal, unless you've told me otherwise. So you need to make up your mind what's going on. Anxinamun looks at Emotep. The situation has changed. I thought you would have the common sense enough to recognize that. Dusty, we're doing what's in your best interest here. He kind of looks, he, he, again, over his shoulder. At this point, I do not know what is in my best interest anymore. The situation has gotten out of hand and I do not like it. I'm going to whip my head to Phantom and tell him, you do not speak anymore. I'm going to get angry. Oh, I know. I'm casting a command. Command spell. (laughs) I'm angry. So Phantom, make a wisdom saving throw. Let's see how wise I am. (laughs) Oh, shit. <laughs> Ten. Uh, oh, well, he's commanded. Yeah, but that's not going to save. So, Phantom, your jaw locks itself shut. Well, that's great for a podcast. It's great for a magic user who has to speak his spells. <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> Go on. We live in the house of petty revenge here. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to steal Anksunamun's voice. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god! Oh, oh. oh. all right. Betty. So, are you using the Atlantean conch? 
I use the Atlantean conch. Oh my god. So, uh, this is the item that Phantom stole from the museum earlier. You can activate the conch to target a creature you can see and hear within 30 feet. That creature must make a DC 14 constitution saving throw. On a failure, the conch captures that creature's voice. The creature is treated as being under the effects of a silence spell. As a bonus action, you can adopt this creature's voice for up to one minute, after which your voice returns to normal. Within this duration, your voice is indistinguishable from that of the target creature. You have advantage on relevant charisma checks involving impersonation of the creature. Once used, can't be used again for another 1d4 hours, etc, etc. So, important thing is, Anksunamun, make a constitution saving throw. Okay, oh my god. That's gonna be real messed up if Phantom is now speaking as Anksunamun. It's a 14? A 14 is the threshold. Oh. So, Phantom, as you activate the Atlantean conch, the magic spirals out towards Anksunamun and then fizzles out just shy of her. Well, I can't say anything shitty about it, so I'm just going to stomp on the floor and, like, flick my cape and look away. <laughs> now that the adults are speaking, darling, does this mean what I think it means, that you will stop trying to take my scroll? I do not know what it means. I do not want to hurt you more than I already have. That is not my intention. But the gods have commanded me. As they have I. Under no circumstance can this scroll be harmed. And I do not wish to lay harm to your companions, as it were. Uh, I have some questions on who you decide to share your Time with, as of this moment. <laughs> Some of them are friends of opportunity more than anything, but... Phantom just throws his hands up. <laughs> yes, we are speaking about you. Yes, the petulant one. Emotep, don't forget about the bigger picture. We have Rainer to deal with. He has two scrolls. I know, I know, I know. He will not stop until he gets this. Either we take it or he gets it eventually. Am I aware of Rainer? I would say... Not Rainer specifically. You did kill at least one of his cultists who have tried to get the scroll before, and you've probably killed more of them. Okay, so I know that someone is trying to grab my belonging. Yes, you do know that there is some other force that is sending people out to get this scroll. Okay. We have, we have a choice here. You have full conscious control of yourself and what you do, so... I. I we're not set in stone. We can make a choice to either either leave this place, leave the scroll, or 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 find some other method. You don't you don't have to do this, Emotep. I I didn't get a choice, but you have a choice. There is someone coming after you and myself, as I am now understanding, for the powers that these scrolls possess. Not just for the powers of the scrolls, but for other things. They took my father's diary. They took Larry's saliva. They even took a sample of the Invisible Man's skin. This man is planning something. And that something cannot be good for the world. And we need to find him, not just to get our belongings back, but to stop him in his tracks. The man seeks objects of power. The scrolls, of course, fall under that umbrella. He has my scroll of Thoth and... The scroll of Anubis. I have in my possession now the scroll of Set, and you have the scroll of Osiris. As you have seen, he kind of points at the, the body on the ground. He has 
been looking for your scroll. And Jack, if I let you go, will you step away from the scroll so we can have a chat? Let's just put the ask about it. As long as I could stay within 20 feet. Then you can stay like that. You need to make a decision, Emotep. We are working on that. Dan, question for you. Am I stuck here or is the scroll transportable with me with it? Like wherever I go, the scroll can go to or vice versa? I would say that you are beholden to this spot. Ah. Well, damn, there goes that plan. <laughs> that would be too easy of the answer. <laughs> yeah. Why not we just take the scroll and move it over there? Yeah. <laughs> take bikini <laughs> bottom and move, move it, it somewhere, somewhere else. else. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I am beholden to this spot. But trust me, I can protect myself as you have seen. I have seen. And I believe that you can, to a degree. Pardon? This Rainer has proven to be an interesting foe. He has powerful allies, powerful abilities, and I fear for what will happen to you. Don't mind me, just gonna roll a d20. <laughs> We're gonna mind you. Why? We're gonna mind you very much, sir. <laughs> yes. What did I say about Raider? And... What did I say about Raider? <laughs> it was a 19. Don't worry about it. No, I gotta worry about I it. Oh, God. God. I'm worrying about it. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, but this has been a lovely chat, and I do not wish to see you go, but this is the task that has been set upon me from Osiris, and I can't deny that. I must protect the scroll at any cost. I'd like to whisper something to Emotep. And gonna roll again. You, you stop it. <laughs> that one was a ten. Can I whisper something to Emotep? What do you want to say, Larry? I want to lean and go, Emotep, if we can get the scroll out of this room, she says she's beholden to the spot, she'll just fall dormant again, right? If we can get the scroll away from her, have her fall dormant, we can deal with Rainer, and then when all of that is said and done, you can return to her. What is it that your friend is whispering about? What is happening here? Uh, please remember, I'm the nice one. He is the nice one. You are very nice. You have kind <laughs> eyes. You do have okay, very okay. kind eyes. But I am still curious that you are speaking to my husband about situations that I am sure involve me. They do. Um, In my past i have inadvertently hurt those that i've loved and cared about and i just i want to stop my friends from doing the same so if there's any way we can get out of here without you being harmed or emotep being harmed i just i want to find if it's possible you do not understand the harm has already been done as that's going on, can I walk to Invisible Man and pluck the scroll from out of his hand? I don't have my hand on it. Oh, I mean, we okay. stopped him before. He's paralyzed, reaching towards it. Yeah. Okay, that still makes me <laughs> comfortable. So. Yes, you can. And Invisible <laughs> okay. Man, roll perception. Mine. <laughs> but Emotep, please, please think about what I've said. It's a five. Total. Oof. Yeah, I don't have the greatest perception. He's good at not being perceived, which means he's also not good at ah. perceiving. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm great at investigation. If I don't see them, they don't see me. Endra can relate. <laughs> Dan, I'm pretty far away, but could I roll a perception check? Sure, roll perception. And in the meantime, Ankh Sunamun, as you go to retrieve the scroll off the wall before Invisible Man can get to it, 
it gets taken off on its own first. What? What is this sorcery? It is now about 10 feet away from you and is actively floating away. 17. With your 17, you've dealt with invisibility enough to know when something unseen is floating away. Son of a bitch! <laughs> Evil tip? It is not me. He immediately runs like 10 feet over to grab his kopesh, picks it up, and sprints towards the scroll. Does that mean I can move now? Yes, I am no longer focusing on holding you. I'm 100% doing a double dash or whatever it is that I got to do to try and grab onto whatever it is that has this thing. Yeah, no, I am also running to grab the scroll. <laughs> yeah, we're all sprinting. And since you're all closer, uh, Imhotep is, has his copage and he goes, Jack, stab it, stab it, stab it, stab it, stab it. Can I talk now? Yes, yes. you can. Yay! <laughs> uh, we both broke our concentration because the scroll. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what I need to roll for what it is that I'm trying to do. Uh, what specifically is it that you're trying to do? Okay, because my train of thought is that Adrian is dead. I mean, there's already been one invisible man. I was the original. I don't know if there's another. So I'm going to go ahead and take a swipe a couple inches below the scroll. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and make an attack roll. Just a regular one, neither advantage nor disadvantage. Can I roll an arcana on the floating scroll to see if I can tell if this is a spell on the scroll or if there's a physical being there? Yes, roll arcana. Okay, so with my short sword, I got a 17 plus 6. So As you make your attack, whatever it was that caused that scroll to move has now vanished from existence and the scroll drops to the ground. Can I grab it? Oh, I pick it up. <laughs> I'm closer. Go ahead and make a contested sleight of hand roll. Okay. I rolled an 18 arcana. Can I tell what that was? With an 18 arcana, that felt a lot like an unseen servant. I was oh, just about to say that. Uh, Eric, I think it's one of your Unstrike uh, friends. Uh, they're certainly not my friends anymore. <laughs> we made that relationship very clear. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh well, I think they're up to some no good mischief. But you're saying it was magic. Yes, it was um, the same kind of spell when you send your um, invisible uh, employees. Yes, thank you. It was that exact magic. There we go. <laughs> Contractors. Contractors. Yes, yes. Uh, I did not do very well. I got a seven. Oh, Jack! Nat 20, baby! <laughs> oh. Mine! All right, so with a nat 20, Anksunamun snatches the scroll before you can get to it. <laughs> I warned you, do not touch my scroll! Well, you're doing such a good job looking after it. I was just about to say that. Don't make me silence you again, fool! And the room rumbles as Anksunamun shouts her threats at you. <laughs> God damn it, we're gonna die! Things are getting real, so I am getting a little panicky. We've already told you that Rainer is not going to stop. It's either us or him. You couldn't handle an unseen servant. That's embarrassing. Obviously I could, because I did. <laughs> I'm the one that swiped it away. That's true. He stabs things real good. <laughs> yep, yep. We know that very well. All of this shouting and yelling, it's... Get out! Get out! of my crypt, get out of my museum, get out! As you start shouting that, the dust particles on the floor of the basement begin to get agitated, and they cluster and swirl around like a sandstorm. They spiral into a dust devil, and these grains of dust turn into grains of sand, and begin to threateningly spread and swirl around the edges of the room. Emotep, make your call. 
Also, she said get out, but then she made like a boss arena with sand. So I'm getting kind of mixed signals. <laughs> My darling, calm yourself. Oh no, he's putting the turn order <laughs> under the screen. <laughs> Don't tell your wife to calm herself. That turns on the turn order. <laughs> and as you say the words, calm yourself, roll initiative. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Dan! Uh, I'm sorry that Emotep couldn't get on board. I know. As always, my perfect plan ruined by my teammates. <laughs> Dan, why does the sarcophagus have a turn order? It's the lair action. Oh. oh okay. <laughs> what is a lair action? You know, for people who don't know. I know, but for people who don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For certain monsters of particularly powerful stature that are in their own lair and home turf, there's basically a thing called lair actions. They are an environmental effect that factors into the combat. So every round, the lair itself will take an action, establishing one of three passive effects that will last for the remainder of the round. Is it usually good for the party? No. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, I fear because we're so like in tune with each other. I am also not going to do well under pressure. Oh no! Oh god. We got two panicking skeletons. <laughs> Imhotep, roll perception. Perception. That is an unnatural 20. With your unnatural 20, there is absolutely a Rainer cultist in the room with you. <laughs> Big surprise, Rainer cultist. <laughs> Called it. Because there was three, if I remember correctly, and we've only dealt with two of them. You're right. But the other one was supposed to have gone upstairs, so I just want to, you know. Yeah. yeah, that's very true. But also, we weren't super quiet when we were fighting that other one, so I don't know if they, like, snuck around behind us. And in fairness, the room has been rumbling like an earthquake. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, Imhotep, it is your move first. Okay. Oh, man. Looks like this guy has finally got to make a decision. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) He takes a step forward, kind of stops, and starts to look around the room. You know what? I'm going to say roll Arcana. Fifteen. With a 15, I'm going to kind of buck the turn order a little bit and have the lair take its action at the same time as your turn. Okay. And with this first lair action, that is a two. So, oh good, that's the exact reason I'm doing this was because I knew there was a one in three chance of this happening. Each undead creature in the lair can pinpoint the exact location of every living creature within 120 feet of it. Oh, oh, yeah. Shit. Well, that's handy dandy. Hey, guess what? I'm undead. Oh, shit. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> I know, both of us are. But... So someone find the damn cultist. <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, look, I found the cultist. Hey. Hello there. I'm going to do vampiric touch. That's a save, right? Uh, Make a spell attack. So it's a plus seven to hit, which is a 14. A 14 hits? 14 hits, thank God. Okay. So he is going to take 3d6 necrotic damage as I reach my hand out. And like I did with Karis, it becomes shrouded in like this black shade as I grab this cultist's face, pull him close, and he can look right into my eyes. As I say no words, I just start sucking the life out of him. I drained him for 4 HP, but I dealed him 10 damage. I think continuity-wise, this cultist is female. I'm sorry. I did not mean to misgender. I grab her face and do horrible things to it. (laughs) There we go. 
Thank you. Gender equality. <laughs> so the cultist is going to run. I guess he can run. I can chase after him as long as I'm concentrating. I can just grab him again and keep doing it for another minute. Okay, so the shadowy tendrils of your vampiric touch are still wrapped around her face. Can I do a little bit of extra flavoring, actually? Sure, go for it. So you know how I have my sacred wrappings? Those bound around my arm to give it like a fully wrapped look. And that's where the um, shadow is coming from. And so the shadow effect that is on her face are like flowing like the bandages. So the cultist is going to run 20 feet and then cast a mage hand to try and grab the scroll from Anxunamun. Oh. Mage hand. A spectral floating hand appears at a point you choose within range. The range is 30 feet. You can use an action to control the hand and use it to manipulate objects, etc. So the cultist will cast this mage hand and she and Anxunamun will make a contested sleight of hand roll. Okay. Ooh, doggy. Um, are there any telling markers if this is a vampire? When you first arrived, you saw that of the three cultists, one was a vampire spawn. The other two were humans. Yeah, that was the one dead on the floor. Okay. So this is a human. Yes. And the cultist rolled a 16. Um, well, I'll have you know that I rolled a really fat three. <laughs> So the cultist, using the mage hand, snatches the scroll no. and uses the remainder of her movement to run away. No! <laughs> which doesn't get her very far. She's still really close to the rest of you. Okay. Oh, would you look at that? Raider's got the scroll again. How far is everyone from this little beastie? Oh, not very far. I'm 30 feet away. Just saying, I'm thinking about doing a legendary action, which is, I'm, yeah, okay, this is what I'm doing. Binding dust. I summon a sandstorm and everyone within five feet makes a DC 16 con save or blinded. Entered on a enemy? Uh, yes, on the enemy. Within a 10 feet? In five feet, I thought. It was in five feet. So you're all safe. Oh, okay. Woohoo, safe. I do appreciate that. I just don't know if an Moon like sees us as allies or not. <laughs> <laughs> Still be determined. Constitution save. And that is a nine. So she does not meet the threshold. Yeah. Yay. I want to scream at it, uh, at her. Sorry. <laughs> this poor cultist. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now she is a bug to me. She is doing things that neither of the dead people in the room are approving of. I want to scream at her and yell, I warned you not to touch my scroll. Now suffer the consequences. Return the scroll or suffer my curse. <laughs> this episode I hate the most. Uh, the episode we all hate the most. That one actually gave me nightmares. The rest of that show I adored. Then, as the sand swirling around the edges of the room intensifies, it clusters together, snakes its way toward the cultist, and splashes up, digging into her eyes. So she is now in a blind panic and is flailing around wildly. Ah, love it. And now it is Larry's turn. It's me. I'm like, well, shoot. All right. Uh, Hey, I don't have to ask whether or not we can attack this cultist, so I'm going to crack my knuckles Get out my cards. <laughs> well, can we, though? Or is it only the dead people who know where the oh, cultist well, is? Well, there's the weird sand nonsense happening and the scroll is floating. I would say at this point, post-debilitating blindness, the cultist is no longer hidden. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Because cool. there's now the weird, like, rune marks. It's covered in sand. The scroll is right there. So I'll take my best guess and aim an eldritch blast. Don't hurt the scroll. I'll tr- shoot, if it's damaged by an Eldritch Blast, that's sad. <laughs> I get two blasts from my Eldritch Blast, so pew pew. 13. A 13 hits. 
It hurts? Holy crap. Okay. See, like I told you, a bug. That's a 10. So just one hits. That will be eight damage, please. Okay, and that ends your turn. So now it is Phantom's turn. Phenomenal. That sand blinding five feet thing was only at the moment of cast, right? It lasts until Onksunamun's next turn. <laughs> Good question. Ah, uh, so it's still going. Yeah. Also, it is hitting like everyone five feet in the. Oh, in sorry. I misunderstood the question. The target is blinded until Onksunamun's next turn, but the effect of the sand was just at the moment of casting. Oh. Phenomenal. Okay. Yay. Perfect. I'm going to pull my gun and just put it to the <laughs> cultist's ribs, and I'm going to intimidate them to give me the uh, scroll. Oh my god. I love it. Oh my god. All right. Roll intimidation with advantage. <laughs> this is so dumb. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, this is great. Oh my god. 19. <laughs> with a 19, the cultist gives you the scroll. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'd probably just pull a gun on him. The hero strikes again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this poor, blinded, misgendered cultist feels the barrel of a gun press up against her and she drops the scroll. Come on. <laughs> and, and wheeze themselves a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think that'll do it. I do not actually have enough movement to leave. Sorry, I'm casting my next legendary action on the Phantom. Oh, shoot. Ooh. Blasphemous word. <laughs> Each non-undead within 10 feet makes a DC 16 constitution save or is stunned. All right, so Phantom, make a constitution saving throw. Ooh. I'm also going to yell at the Phantom. You have already proven that you cannot be trusted with the scroll. Release it. Well, uh, I think we all know my defining character trait. <laughs> it is a one. No! No! <laughs> so, Phantom, you are stunned. That means you're incapacitated, you cannot move, you automatically fail strength and dexterity-based saving throws until the effect wears off, which is the end of Onksunamun's next turn. Stunning, truly. Oh, psha. I'm stunned for like a second. <laughs> you will be stunned until the end of her next turn. Yes, you can't run from her terrible, terrible powers. Sure, sure, sure. So now it is Onksunamun's <laughs> turn. Okay, with that, I am, um, am I allowed to take a dash action? Yes, you are. Can I do a trip? <laughs> Rude. A roll sleight of foot at disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll do it just for the hell of it. It's a joke, really. Oh, no. You slip it on sand. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So the lower of the two was a nine, but the oh, highest was a 20, uh, actually. <laughs> With a nine, that's not going to trip her. Okay, that's fine. It was a joke. So a dash action would double my speed, correct? Correct. Uh, you go right through me. I don't stop you. Cool. I barrel past you with my bony elbows and knock you in the stomach. Oh. <laughs> Ow. So Frankenstein monster, that pushes you back 10 feet. Oh, what the shit? <laughs> it's okay. Probably being farther away is better. <laughs> so I'm right up on the Phantom. And I mean, that's my action. I don't think I can do anything else. Because he's stunned, you can take the scroll from him. Well, yeah. Gimme. <laughs> We're just playing hot potato with this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. So that ends your turn. Legendary actions refresh and Phantom is no longer stunned. Steal it back. <laughs> Now it is Invisible Man's turn. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I thought I was just watching everything. <laughs> I need to see what I can do. I think I can only move 30. 
fucking oh no i can move 40 no <laughs> this is absolutely <laughs> absurd i know why is everyone running at the mummy <laughs> i mean you can go for it you got the movement uh actually i have an idea what i would like to do is first do a stealth to hide but then i want to try and use my forgery kit to see if i can make a copy of the scroll i will say roll performance at disadvantage. Oh. But I got a good look at it. Yeah, but how good's your handwriting? <laughs> oh, hell no. Uh, it was a nine. With a nine, you can make a scroll that looks similar enough that from a distance, an untrained eye would not be able to tell the difference. Okay, well, I'll, I'll assume that it passes <laughs> with what I saw, and I will run over to I don't know, <laughs> way back here and show Anxunamun, hey, look, that was a fake scroll. The, the Rainer dude was like trying to lie to you. Uh, I'm putting the real scroll right back here and I'm putting the thing back. And then after that, I'm walking away and telling her that that's Ooh. a fake. So your performance was nine. Anxunamun, your passive perception is 14. Uh-huh. You think you can trick me? Well, that's more of a lie, not really a <laughs> trick. <laughs> <laughs> that had some real phantom energy right there. That was great. <laughs> Look, my eyes may not be as good as they were once 4,000 years ago, but even I can see that that's a fake. Also, I'm holding the real scroll. <laughs> oh, what's? Uh, how do you know it's the real one? I mean, I haven't seen it do anything special. Jack. Power Jack. courses through me as I'm holding it. <laughs> It's okay. I'm far enough away. We're good. <laughs> Imhotep looks over and just goes, Jack. Jack, no. Jack. What are you doing, Jack? No. <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to make a damn decision. Hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no, no more, no more, no more, no more. No more. <laughs> uh, Phantom's humming along in his stun state. Ah, yes, our favorite song from 4,000 years yeah. ago. Well, yes, Jack is short for Jekyll. Oh, cute. <laughs> Adorable. So, Invisible Man, that ends your turn. Frankenstein Monster, it is now your turn. I'm going to move over to the cultist. Bash him. I'm just going to look at this cultist and just shake my head, and I'm just going to do my best to give it a quick death oh. and lob its head off. Okay, roll to hit, and the cultist is still blinded, so roll with advantage. Attacking a woman. <laughs> How avant-garde. Equal opportunity killer. <laughs> Nat 20. Oh, okay, so that's going to crit. Okay, so it's a 7 added together plus 3, 10. 10 damage. With a 10, describe your killing blow. Whoa. Just simple chop to the neck, just like looking at us like, Rainer's not getting anything today. As I just take its head off, clean kill, doesn't feel a thing, the cultist falls, and I look dead into Oxana Moon's eyes, not trying to threaten her, but just looking right at her, is like, I'm not going to make a move against you until Imhotep says, but we need that scroll to stop him, and I do not want you to be in my way. Oxana Moon glares back, unwavering, and says, trust me, if this Rainer comes through, he will know what he is dealing with when he meets me. And with that, I'm going to do a legendary action, and I am going to do a whirlwind of sand. Turn into sand and teleport up to 60 feet, and I am invincible during teleportation. Ooh. 
So I have the scroll in hand with me. So I am popping over to get away from y'all. This has got to be the nicest fight that we've ever had. <laughs> I don't want to kill you. I really don't. We don't want to kill you. <laughs> okay, so we're all simpatico. Fantastic, leave. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so, Frankenstein monster, as you kill the cultist, a gust of wind ethereally blows past you. Aungsunamun disintegrates into sand, blows past you, and reforms herself 60 feet away with the scroll in hand. And Imhotep, it is now your turn. Um, you gotta pull through for us, Dusty. <laughs> what is this Dusty nickname that he keeps giving you? I wish I knew that is literally starting as soon as we entered the room. It's because of all the dead skin flakes. And the sand. And the sand. I mean, she literally just turned to sand. I want to note that mostly she's using sand. I've specifically tried to make Yamotep more use water <laughs> than sand. She'd be sandy, you'd be dusty. Uh, a perfect match in uh, oh. the world. Aqua and Terra. <laughs> where's Ventus? Oh. I was about to say, where's the Kingdom Hearts reference? <laughs> Although this fight definitely has not just been simple Absolutely and clean, I'll not. say that. <laughs> Much like yeah, Kingdom Hearts. It's so simple. <laughs> you take that back right now. <laughs> what do you mean? Don't compare us to Kingdom Hearts. Oh, you're right, you're right. I love Kingdom Hearts. They're fun games. But don't compare us to Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> so Emotep starts walking towards Moon. The bandages around his hand that were the um, vampiric touch unravel. And now they're back to just being his regular um, wispy flowing bandages. The last time that we saw each other, you were afraid of what came after. You were afraid to leave, afraid to be alone. And I failed you. But now I know that the group that I travel with may be not the most becoming of a priest of Osiris, but our goal is just and my need for these scrolls. When I am able to have them all, my reward is my rest. A rest that I would see with you. There is nothing to be afraid of. I have been there. You have been there. And as soon as I am able to, we will be together. And it will not be like this. And he's going to he's going to pierce the veil. <gasps> Sailor Moon transformation. I know it kind of breaks up the tension a little bit. <laughs> Please ignore the way that I am dressed. I did not choose this this shape. <laughs> Dan, I know we still have the turn order and I've already moved my 30 feet. But would you allow me to just narratively walk to Anksuna Moon? Absolutely. So Imhotep is now back to what you saw 4,000 years ago when he was dragged away. And he takes Moon's hands. You will have your rest. And when I am able to have mine, it will be like this. And we will be together, and it will be perfect. But I need that scroll. Inspiration. Yeah, holy crap. So yes, you have the human Imhotep. Standing in front of you now, holding your hands, looking you dead in the eyes. He is like this close to crying. Yeah, me too. Imhotep, roll Arcana. Hearing his words, Anksunamun, her breath is taken away. And she takes one of her hands from his hand 
and she places it on his face and feeling the difference of living flesh compared to a rotting corpse and looks him in his eyes and says, my love, I know you believe in what you speak, but I have been to the other side and all there is is darkness. Again, as I said, it's as if I had just woken up. I thought everything happened yesterday until I saw my form as it is. There is nothing on the other side for me. And I'm sorry, but you've already broken one promise. I can't have you break another. And uh, I don't think it's my turn, but um, if it was... Uh... Uh, Imhotep, what was the result of that Arcana roll? An 18. With an 18, you now hear both messages coming from the scroll. The words of the gods that are filling your head and the words of the gods that are filling your wife's head. The message you've been hearing, that the power of the gods will be yours if you destroy the heart of the mummy lord, and echoes of the message she's been receiving, that the power of Osiris must be defended by any means necessary. And you can feel the conviction of the gods tighten in both of you. You see in Anksunamun's eyes, she is doing not what she wants to, but what she is required to do. Which is kind of what I'm required to do, is to collect the scrolls. And what I'll also say, too, you feel the slightest bit of contradiction within those two messages. See, I feel like I'm destroying her heart right now, not even swinging a sword. <laughs> it breaks once more. Oh, believe me, if mine was still beating, it would be in a million pieces on the floor right now. <laughs> I had hoped that I would see you again. I had hoped that this would not be the way to do it, that I would not have to see you looking like this. Not that you were not beautiful, you're still beautiful, <laughs> yeah. I promise, you're pretty, I promise. But I should not have returned. You should not have returned. It is against the will of the gods. What happened to you was an injustice, an injustice that I brought upon you. And if there is one thing that I wish I could have said at that time, I would have asked for your forgiveness for failing you, for missing on my promise, for not being able to protect you, for not being able to keep this from happening to you as it has happened to me. You bear the weight of my sins. And it is not fair. Because he's pierced the veil, a single tear rolls down his cheek. Because of that, Imhotep, roll insight. Anksunamun sighs. She really is fighting against what she is being compelled to do. And she says, I know, darling. While everything is still fresh to me, there is still a lot of resentment. I have towards you, but I also know it, it wasn't your fault. Knowing an idea of what has transpired, I, I want to forgive you, but I can't just give you the scroll. In the simplest of words, you will have to do what you have to do, and I will have to do what I have to do. Despite all that, I still love you. 
and I'm sorry for what has to happen. What was your insight roll, Imhotep? My insight roll was a 16. With a 16, the contradiction that you're feeling within the dual messages from the voice of Osiris that you're both receiving, it's not a contradiction in the words themselves, but you feel something about these messages is a little off. You can't place what or why, though. He reaches his hand slowly, like, not in a, I'm going to steal this from you kind of way, but he reaches his hand and he holds one side of the scroll with you, and he looks at it. Can I make an arcana check or something to try and work out what is up with this? Yes, go ahead and roll arcana. I'm going to use my inspiration because that was an that one. Holy shit. With the inspiration, my check is 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. With a 22, it begins to dawn on you that the words from your gods that you've been hearing in your head ever since you were resurrected, that you're hearing now, that you heard when you went up against Karis, that you heard when you were first resurrected by the scroll of Thoth, at every stage, the voices of the gods have called out to you. And their words have made perfect sense within your own head. You never really stop to question them. But you're now realizing they have not been speaking Coptic. You still understood everything they had to say, so your brain interpreted them in a language you knew. But they have not once spoken to you in a language you are familiar with. Mesopotamian. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) My darling. When the gods speak to you, what do you hear? What do you mean, what do I hear? I hear the word of the gods. Yes, yes, but what do they say? And this next bit, he actually says in the Coptic, he's going to ask, what are the exact words? And he says it in in the language that only you and him would understand right now. Do I have to roll for perception on that or just going to dawn on me? (laughs) I would say... Say the exact words. Okay. Anxunamun thinks about it for a moment. And as she tries to form the words in her mouth, she realizes just how unfamiliar they are. And hearing Imhotep speak their mother tongue, she realizes that there's a discrepancy between the two. And she can't she can't form the syllables because they just don't. They don't form in her mouth properly. It sounds garbled when she tries to recite it. He kind of nods. That is what I feared. I am beginning to question these gods that we have been following. But I know that whatever these scrolls mean. Shit, hold on. I can't find the words. I'm trying to think of the words here. Real quickly, Jack is going to pull out a piece of paper, write something down, and walk over to the sarcophagus, kind of like try and nod towards the phantom, and then just drop the paper and then walk back. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah, since we're talking about our characters a little bit, Larry hearing all the words that Onksunamun was saying to Emotep was just sobbing. Like, trying to be as quiet 
into himself as possible, but every word that she was saying to him was striking so hard. Phantom will wander when it's appropriate to the sarcophagus. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and do that. Wandered. Are we out of combat at this point? Yeah, at this point, I'd say, yeah, we're no longer in combat. For the listeners at home, do you want me to just say what the note says? Yes. And for the players here with you, you should also say what the note says. <laughs> if you can cast Unseen Servant 30 feet from you, I will stealth and be unseen. Kendra doesn't like this. As Phantom is over by the sarcophagus, Imhotep is actually going to take Anxunamun's hand and be like, do you trust me enough to at least examine it with you right next to me? And he starts walking towards the sarcophagus. She falters for just a moment. Uh, as she's being compelled to not allow this to happen, but... He's taking his hand off of the scroll. You have the scroll completely, and he's just holding your other hand. Okay. Uh, with that, she cautiously follows you. As you approach, Phantom goes, Oh, shit! Eats the note, and then, like, dives <laughs> over here. <laughs> so, he's gonna ask Aung to put the scroll onto the sarcophagus and kind of look it over. Hey, Larry, I have a question for you. Do you happen to have the identify spell? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I do. And that's the thing is, I, I don't. I'm surprised that my cleric doesn't have an identify spell. While all this is going on, can I loot the dead body I just decapitated? No <laughs> perception. It's amazing. Honestly, I, I'm not just trying to steal the gold. I'm also trying to see if the body has any information or any pamphlets for where, of Rainer. There is a method to the madness, I swear. Um, when he asks, like, uh, do you know the identify spell or do you know how to identify artifacts or whatever? Larry kind of snaps back. Larry, I need you to stop crying. Uh, First of all, stop yeah. crying. OK, uh, harder done than said. Hold it um, together. But yeah, yeah. Let me uh, see what I can do. And he's going to ask Anxunamu to put the scroll on the sarcophagus. She does. He's keeping a very close eye on the phantom. <laughs> so no one's watching me, oh. right? Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> All right, so you choose one object that you must touch throughout the casting of the spell. If it is a magic item or some other magic imbued object, you learn the properties and how to use them, whether it requires attunement to use, how many charges, blah, blah, blah. So that's all the boring mechanic yes. stuff. What I'm basically trying to do is have Larry grasp more of the properties of this scroll. If there's any hidden things that we the undead do not see because it's befuddling our minds a little bit. And you know, Larry actually does make a lot of sense for this. So Larry's gonna close his eyes. He's gonna place both hands on the scroll and he's gonna really focus his mind and try and blend it into the magics of the scroll to sort of feel what the origins of these are. I am squeezing. <laughs> Hemotep, if... If there is a way that we can save her, we have to save her. Um, and he's going to use that determination to really just focus all his energy into identifying what this scroll is and what this scroll does. So as you cast the Identify spell on the scroll of Osiris, you feel an arcane energy emanating from it. That is far older than the magic of either of the mummies beside you. You've experienced plenty of Imhotep's magic, so you have a feel for the texture and the presence of it. It feels like magic from the ancient world. This, however, feels far more ancient than their civilization. Is it... Ooh, question. Is it as old as my wolf? It is. 
and as you are looking at the words on the scroll, they begin to unscramble for you in your own mind. You can begin to understand some of the verbiage, and it feels eerily similar to the fleeting grasps of thoughts you receive in your werewolf form. It feels abyssal. Oh, shit. <gasps> oh, shit. Hey, um. Oh. My. God. <laughs> damn. I know abyssal. Oh. My. I could be God. useful again. <laughs> Imhotep, this, this is, I, I know you're old. I know you're going to, I'm going to say it's old and you're going to be like, I'm old, but. Yes, I am old. I, this is, this is known. Tumor. Speak respectfully. This is older. This is bad. This is bad, old, dark. This comes from the same place as my curse. This is evil. <laughs> Imhotep, as soon as Larry starts saying that, his eyes go wide and he shoves Larry out of the way. Not in a, not in a mean way, <laughs> but I also actually do happen to speak abyssal. Oh, now I'm useless. <laughs> I'm just thinking that he's never looked at it this way. Yeah, he, he looks you in the eye. And is there anything that any of the words that I saw that I can repeat out to Emotep and I know they won't be dangerous? No. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> shit. So oh. I am going to take the time now and look over the scroll, recognizing that this is some heretical language that I learned in my studies. And I was like, this is shit I should never, ever say. But using that knowledge from 4,000 years ago, he's going to look and try and read uh, the scroll again. Oxen Moon is like pensively looking at the two of them like, what, what, what does it say? BT dubs, I rolled a 15 to loot the body <laughs> for information on Rainer. I'm sorry to uh, take Jack's thing from him, but... I can also do the thing. <laughs> no, that's fine. He had a great moment with knowing Abyssal, so... Yeah, he already had a pretty good moment with it. So, anyway, Mary, with your 15 investigation, as you are looting the body, I'm gonna say you find 10 gold pieces. And, okay, there's one of a few ways I can do this. I'm gonna say you find, hidden deep in this cultist's pockets, a medical inpatient bracelet. A bracelet? Inpatient? From like a hospital. Oh, okay. What does it say? The text on it is long since worn away, but this is an identifier that a hospital or similar place of recovery would use to identify patients. Oh, okay. I wonder if asylums have those. Mm. I think so. Well, at least nowadays they definitely do. Yeah. I just don't know about back then. But Back I'm, then, I think they had ice water and leeches. <laughs> yeah, they had ball and chains. <laughs> and lobotomies. Actually, lobotomies weren't a thing until like later on, if we're, we're looking at the like turn of the century stuff. So, Imhotep, as you are looking over this scroll, it presents itself as hieroglyphs, but it shimmers and distorts a bit, and your perception of it wavers. Back 4,000 years ago, what you would have seen was writing in your common language. As you are seeing it now, it presents what you now realize to be an imitation of that language. And as it shifts before your eyes, you get a sinking feeling and compare it to the scroll of Set, whose text is also doing the exact same thing. And you see that these scrolls of power... Mm -hmm. are not actually scrolls. You're seeing between the metaphysical cracks as they're changing shape, 
and you get a faint recognition of something heretical that you would have been warned about in your religious teachings. Dan, wait, can I do something? Do something. Um, I have one spell slot left, and I have a counter spell. Can I cast it on these pages so they reveal their true form to also Anxunamun? Inspiration. Oh, hell <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And you can do that, but you have to use Dispel Magic, not Counterspell. You do have Dispel Magic, right? Yes. So uh, I'm going to look at Emotep and I'm like, ah, we, we have to make her see how these truly are. Uh, and then I, I put my hand on both scrolls and I focus into the magical fibers of these spells. And as you use your Dispel Magic to undo the enchantment over these scrolls, their facade vanishes. And you see them as they really are, as pages torn out from the Necronomicon. No! no. Oh my god! Oh my god. As soon as their true forms are revealed, I pull my hands away again. I'm like, oh no. Because now they're completely unfiltered. We we know and feel exactly what these are. As soon as that happens, the first thing Imhotep does, he is going to immediately point at Onksunamun and cast blindness. Oh. Uh, uh, oh my god. <laughs> um. Yeah, I get exactly where you're going with this. Uh, Onksunamun does not. Kendra, maybe, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I get that. But in his head, this makes sense. These are words that will drive normal people insane. So he does not need his wife seeing these. So yeah, that's why he's casting blindness on her. That's fair. And that is a saving throw? It makes a constitution save. Oh boy, okay. I, I guess my DC of 15. Yes, sir. That's a 10. So that fails, so you are blind. Oh, okay. You're blinded. Wow. Um, what I will say, as the blindness takes effect, you don't have enough time to internalize any of the actual words on the pages, but you see them exactly long enough to be able to understand what they are as your blindness sinks in. Okay. Jeez. Uh, give give Kendra a chance to, to catch up. Yeah, yeah I just... Uh... <laughs> if Emotep is paying attention, Jack looks like he's about to start darting over. Jack, these is, this is this is some bad, evil magics over here. What's going on? You don't want to know right now. You do not want to come anywhere near these. Oh, come on. How bad could it be? Don't you dare, Eric. I adore <laughs> you, but please don't get close. <laughs> Stay away for your own safety. Phantom, do you try to read the pages? Oh, absolutely not, but I am blasé <laughs> about how they're all behaving. Just eye rolls. <laughs> I'm about to look this by eye look. I was like, um, what are we dealing with here? Evil books. Ooh. <laughs> That's exactly evil books. I want to note something for you, my friend. The last time I got one of the pages of the evil book, I grew skin. That's true. Okay, he's got a point there. Well, now wait. Are you saying that regrowing skin is something I can do just by interacting oh, no. with the book. No, it is bad no. skin. It is toxic skin. Don't. It's nasty, nasty. Look at him. He's made out of jerky. Before all that, Ankh's gonna be a little taken aback. Darling, what are you doing? What? What? Is this what I think it is? And as her eyesight goes dark, she's just clutching onto Emotep, and she doesn't know whether or not to 
grab the papers or not, because, again, that's her compulsion. He is going to let her grab him. He's going to reach for the hand that is reaching for the scroll and kind of cup it and hold her hand. My darling, we have been deceived. These scrolls are not of our gods. They are something sinister. I, I, I... Forgive the blindness. I cannot allow you to read what they say. It is blasphemous to degrees unimaginable. For players to know, Aung Moon wasn't a high priestess, so she's just right. married to a high priest, so it would make sense for her not to uh, know the full knowledge of everything. Only what her husband brought home from work. Yeah. Yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, the old bacon, the old nine to five. Coincidentally, old bacon is one of Imhotep's nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it is not. Yeah. Oh, it is not. Old it bacon. is. Oh, he calls me that. <laughs> But if if this is true, I I know nothing. This is as much of a blow to me as it, as it is to you. That whatever has been pulling the strings, as it were, is not what I thought. All all of your work, all of all of our work. Does it even matter anymore? And, and I know I, 4,000 years changes so much, but... And yeah, so she's pawing, like gripping your sleeve. Kind of coming apart at the mm-hmm. seams at the moment because her whole worldview has just shattered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so has so has Imhotep's. He's just kind of... Just these two undeads literally just clutching <laughs> their pearls right now. <laughs> <laughs> so are we going to grab it and go or... Uh... Uh, Ankh Sunamun still like snaps her head up at the phantom and just glares. Well, I didn't say destroy your heart. I feel like that's an improvement. <laughs> it's growth. It's character growth. Darling, we're, we are going to have to speak at one point about that one. Larry, if these things are as dangerous as everyone is saying they are and Raider wants them, wouldn't it be better if we start destroying them? I, I don't know if they can be destroyed. Um, I mean, as far as I know, paper and fire don't exactly mix. It's a lot more. Jack. I don't even know if these are made out of paper. <laughs> I was going to say, Imhotep kind of looks at Jack. Jack, what happens to paper after 4,000 years? Disintegrates. He points at the scrolls, which are still in very, very good condition. You know what? You guys have magic. I'm basically being thrown into this. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to make progress towards something that we still haven't decided on what the hell we're doing. You know, you're fair. Yeah, Jack's idea wasn't very good, but <laughs> magic fire and magic paper don't tend to mix. There we go. See, you know, he's I, on it. <laughs> I I don't think these are, if they would have been able to be destroyed, I imagine uh, people would, would have attempted that already. Well, I if think... they're sacred texts, no one's going to try to destroy them. Maybe Rome. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> they fell for a reason. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba-ba. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Here is how Imhotep does this. While his entire world is shattering around him, everything that he has known about the gods has just been thrown out the window. He was not brought back by the gods to collect these scrolls to keep them safe. He was sent out by something he doesn't know to do a task he no longer understands. But 
he straightens up and you get a look of conviction on his face. I will take these scrolls and I will ensure nobody uses them. I may not be a priest to a god that I knew, but I know damn well that I will serve Osiris and I will make sure that these do not fall into the wrong hands. He looks at Ong Moon and lifts the blindness so she can see as her vision starts to come back. He again holds her hands. I know that this is difficult for the both of us to. I believe the phrase is wrap our heads around. But it needs to be done. These scrolls, these pages are too much for a mortal. Powers that they control are enough to bring us back and give us strange new powers. And if this Rainer has two out of these pages, then I fear what he will do with them. And I cannot allow him to get to the fourth. You're right. I understand. But... Ankh-Sunamun, make a wisdom saving throw. Got it. Oh my god! Oh no! <laughs> no. Oh, shout out to the two crew. Um... One second. Uh, that's an 11. Oh, no. <laughs> With an 11, you feel yourself being overtaken. Again, by the voice you now recognize is not from your gods. And these words pin you in place and tighten your grip on the scroll. The power of the scroll must be protected. And they are no longer invoking the name of Osiris. With that, I... Oh, shit. <laughs> I push back against Imhotep. And... And, uh... I am gripping the scroll. You take a few steps back, but you're unable to release your grip on the scroll. Your senses are returning to you stronger than they did before. And the runes on your bones and wrappings begin to flicker from blue to red. And your resistance is slipping away as this magic is trying to overtake you. So Imhotep is pushed back and he immediately runs in and hugs her, just pulls her into this great big bear hug. You are strong. Whatever is holding its sway over you, you are stronger than it. You can break its hold. Inspiration. And Anksunamun make a charisma saving throw with advantage. Can I also add the thing that we've ignored this entire time? Sparkles comes up and like nuzzles her. Yay, Sparkles. <laughs> sparkles. Oh yeah, get get Sparkles <laughs> nice and close. I like yeah. that collateral damage. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, hey man, we're not fighting. We're having a really tender moment here. We're hugging it out. We're hugging it out. Up until that charisma roll lands. Exactly. Shush, 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 shush with advantage. That's a 22! <gasps> yes! Yes! Because otherwise it was going to be a two. Oh my god. Oh thank god. <laughs> you reach deep down within yourself and assert your own sense of spirit and sentience. And the colored runes flicker blue and red. You assert dominance over them and they begin to solidify. The red runes float off of your person and fire off, scattering away. We went from a really cool boss fight to just like the most anime scene ever. Power of love and friendship, my guy. And like when it happened to Imhotep, 
the magic that has been injected from you leaks into the building around you, and the foundation trembles. The cracks in the ceiling deepen as the building itself absorbs the magic. Uh, um. <laughs> what is happening? What is why is this happening? Why is the building shaking? It came from you, girl. <laughs> and the building begins to sway. You feel you are no longer under the control of the scroll's magic, and you can now let go of it. She drops it. As you drop it and step away, you feel your life force begin to get weaker. I cannot leave the scroll. I, it is it is attuned to me. Where it goes, I must go. Where I go, it must go. And we cannot stay here. So she picks it up. And as the building continues to tremble, pieces of the ceiling begin to give way. And from a few stories up, a small trickle of sunlight from the oncoming sunrise leaks in. Damn, we're in the basement where we're getting the sunlight. It's a tall ceiling. <laughs> Are we still going by the, the rules of Osiris, then? We are still following the rules of the scroll. So as the sunlight trickles in, you look to Sparkles, and you can see him beginning to slow down. Oh! Imhotep has his hands not on her shoulders. He's moved from the hug, and he's now holding her shoulders. My love, in a matter of moments, you will return to being lifeless until the next night. And until then, and again, and again, and the scroll will be protected, I believe, during the nights. But during the day, and you are vulnerable, you know that it is too powerful. I do not want to say goodbye again, but it will not be a goodbye. It will be a see you later. See you later. I promise I will keep the scroll protected. And as Sparkle slows down. Imhotep reaches into his pocket, pulls something out and says, and I promise this time that you will be protected. And he drops the patch that he pulled off of his robe of useful things and waits for the Mastiff to form. <laughs> inspiration. I already have inspiration. <laughs> yeah, well, you have more. Actually, yes. <laughs> yes. Just this once, you have two. Oh. Because God damn. Damn, that was good. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh my gosh. His line now is, I may have to leave you, but I'm not going to leave you alone. Oh my God, I'm crying again. As he waits for Azizi to form. So two things are going to happen. The first thing is, as the daylight sets in and Sparkles is slowly turning back into stone and Anksunamun grows weaker and weaker, and is returning to her sarcophagus. The rays of light pass over the patch, and the remnants of the scroll's expelled magic that has seeped into the building leak into the patch and flood it with their energy, kick-starting the familiar process once again. And out before you pops into existence Azizi. Azizi. Who looks between you and Anksunamun, looks back, solemnly nods, and sits right in front of the sarcophagus. So now he's slowly helping to lower her into the coffin. <laughs> um, I... I... Ah! <laughs> Sorry, um... Yeah, I... I hold on to Emotep, you know, let him lower me in, and I repeat back to him, I'll see you later. 
I know that you will keep your promise. And even if something goes awry, just know that I know that you were there for me. I was, I am, and I will be. And as he says that, Pierce the Veil wears off and he turns back into gross mummy form and leans in and does the gross mummy kiss. Our jerky lips combine. (laughs) God damn it. Cool. (laughs) So that happens. (laughs) (laughs) And then the life leaves Anksunamun's eyes and she returns to her rest. Now I did say two things happen. The second thing that happens, Daniel, change Imhotep's alignment from lawful evil to lawful neutral. We are the outcasts, the misfits you might say. We deal with the nightmares that you run away from every single day. We know the world is a gruesome little place. But us outsiders, we've developed quite a taste for the grisly and morbid, the ghastly and the horrid. We know it's awful, dreadful, but we like it. Just another haunted night, shrouded with unearthly fright. So when you're oh so terrified, you know who to call. The world is falling apart, we'll never take it to heart. So monsters and creatures and spirits and specters and all, let's all have a ball. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of D&D Dark, created, hosted, and edited by myself, Danger Dan Jers, with artwork by Jordan Nelson. Dean Dark's cast this episode is Daniel Cruz as Imhotep, the Mummy, Jordan Nelson as Larry Talbot, the Wolfman, Aaron Caulfield as Eric, the Phantom of the Opera, Grayson Norman as Jack Griffin, the Invisible Man, and Ben Magnet as Mary, the Frankenstein Monster. This episode also featured Kendra Taylor as Ankh Sunamun. Our theme song and outro is Let's All Have a Ball by Ryan White Maloney and Tony Carboni, recorded at True North Studios, Las Vegas. Additional music this episode was provided by Braxton Cheney. Listen to new episodes of Dean Dark Wednesdays, anywhere you find podcasts. For the listeners at home, do you want me to just say what the note says? Yes. Or... And for the players here with you, you should also say what the note says. <laughs> okay, because I don't know if you want me or if you want Aaron to read it. I feel like it's more cinematic if I'm holding it and then like your voiceover is going as I read it. A director's eye. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Aaron, you're going to read the first <laughs> sentence. Then Grayson, you're going to read the rest of it and we'll overlap <laughs> the two of you. Damn then it. Aaron, you'll read the last sentence and we'll fade back to you. <laughs> Beautiful. We're creating art here, y'all. It is like 10 words long, so there's no way. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so scratch all that. Both of you read the whole thing one at a time, then we'll just edit it to overlap the first and last word. Got you. Hell yeah. Note says, if you can cast cast unseen unseen servant servant, 30 feet from you, I will stealth and be be unseen. unseen. That's it? Okay, have fun with that one, Dan. (laughs) 